Good morning, this is Steve Van Cura with uh, Bread of Life Bible Study. We're going to be doing a study today on demons and deliverance. Uh, we've had several recent lessons on sin, transgression, and iniquity. And uh, of course, um, uh, demons, uh, the devil, play a large part of that in tempting us. And so, but uh, we need to discuss where do demons come from, what, what are they, that kind of thing. So uh, let's just begin with prayer. Let's bow our hearts and our heads. Father God, I thank you for your word of God. The Bible said the entrance of thy word giveth light, light being revelation. And Father, we cannot understand the scriptures except by the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, Lord. Father, I just ask you to open our spiritual eyes to see, our minds to perceive and understand, our hearts to receive, and hear what your word has to say. Father, that it would be imparted as living seed in us to change us into your likeness, Lord. Touch every person listening, Lord, that this be a special experience and life-changing in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, well, demons and deliverance. So what in the world is a demon and where do they come from? Uh, I'm going to refer back to uh, Genesis. Uh, Genesis means the beginnings, okay? And so you, the Genesis describes the beginnings of so many things, the origin of man, the creation, uh, sin, on and on and on, the tree of life, tree of death, uh, etc. But in chapter 6 in particular, if you have your Bibles, uh, uh, either now or maybe in a little bit, uh, pull chapter 6 of Genesis out. And I'm going to read uh, chapter 6. It says, Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth that daughters were born of them. And the sons of God saw that the daughters of men, that they were beautiful, and they took for themselves wives of any that they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit will not always strive with man forever, for indeed he is flesh. His days shall be 120 years. There were giants on the earth in those days and also afterwards, when the sons of God came in to the daughters of men and they bore children to them. These were the mighty men of old who were men of renown. And the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was very great in the earth and that every thought and intent of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he made man, and he grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing, things and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of God. And this is the genealogy of Noah. Noah was a just man, perfect in his generations. And Noah walked with God. It says the entire earth was corrupt before God and the earth was filled with violence. So God looked on the earth and indeed it was corrupt. All flesh had corrupted their way in the earth. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. So men, here's the populations are growing. And uh, the Bible says that mankind birthed daughters, women, okay? And there's something called the sons of God saw that the daughters of men, that they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves. This suggests a violent kind of a, a seizure, a taking uh, of these human women, okay? 
And let's talk about the sons of God. The Hebrew word here is B'nai Elohim, sons of Elohim, or God, sons of God. Now, in the Bible, uh, there's two different kinds of sons of God, uh, in a sense. There's sons of God in the Old Testament are angels. Uh, there are several scriptures, for example, that uh, speak of the sons of God that were present at the time of the creation and that uh, they rejoiced in the creation and all these things. All right. Now, uh, sons of God, like we said, are, uh, is a, a being, a creature, not born of a sexual relationship, but a simple creation of God. That's why they're called sons of God. All right. Now, it, no, I'm sorry, um, Adam, of course, he was uh, created by God and uh, not from sexual, sexual procreation. All right. And so in the book of Luke, the genealogy of uh, Mary given all the way back to Adam is given. And there Adam is called son of God. And again, that's because he, God made him directly without um, any kind of sexual uh, production. Okay, so, uh, so the sons of God are angels, all right, at least in the Old Testament. All right, now we know the story about uh, one of the sons of God named Lucifer. Um, it's important to understand that, remember, the creation is temporary and is going to pass away. And you might wonder why in the world would God create it, you know, have a temporary creation? Because God wants a family. God is love. And the first commandment, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, and strength. And thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. And so love is the foundation of God's kingdom. All right. But love requires a choice. Uh, you can't just make robots to bow down and worship you. Uh, because it's not from the heart. Okay, so God uh, made the situation show, so that both angels in heaven and mankind on earth have to make a choice about who they're going to serve. All right, now the angels uh, were created perfect, but still Lucifer uh, decided that he wanted to run his own show. Uh, he wanted to be God or like God, and so uh, there's a scripture in Isaiah uh, that says, thou wast perfect, speaking of Lucifer, uh, who became the devil, all right, uh, thou wast perfect until iniquity was found in you. Uh, but then he, you know, Lucifer decided to rebel from God and uh, one third of the angels fell with him. Okay, so those are the ones that we're talking about here. The sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful. So we're talking about fallen angels, okay? In other words, these are supernatural beings, but they've become corrupt because they followed Lucifer, all right? They are rebels, okay? They are against goodness. Uh, they are uh, um, enemies, enemies of God. And so uh, down on the earth, the Bible says that they saw that the daughters of men were beautiful. Now, let's, I'm going to stop for a second. The, in Genesis chapter 3, uh, it's important to understand that there are two kinds of seeds talked about in Genesis chapter 3. Uh, the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. All right. Now, uh, the seed of the woman is speaking of a virgin birth to come in the future. That's the Messiah. All right. Don't have time to go in that right now. 
But uh, when God pronounced his curse on the devil, on the serpent, he said, on your belly, you're going to crawl all the days of your life. And the seed of this woman over here is going to crush your head. And I have placed enmity between your seed and her seed. Okay. Now, let me just say that every single human being is either of the seed of the woman, if you've been born again, uh, or because, in other words, you've been born of Christ, all right, or you're the seed of the devil, all right. Uh, the, Jesus one time said to the Pharisees, ye are of your father the devil, all right. Well, they thought they were children of Abraham, and physically, or at least in the natural, they were descended from Abraham, but their hearts, you see, were wicked. Every human being who is not born again has the sin nature in them, which is uh, when the devil came and tempted Adam and Eve. All right. Now again, there's a whole lot more behind this, so, but I just want to explain that these fallen angels are rebel angels. They're, they're um, wicked spirits. They came down and they interbred with human women. The reason they did that is to corrupt the seed. Okay. Because this is a war between two seeds, the good seed and the bad seed, the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. So the devil, uh, through this wickedness, is trying to inseminate, in a sense, humankind. All right. Now, let's see what happens. It says, and, and what happens, you know, the Bible says that the produce or the, the, the product of this um, uh, interbreeding between these fallen angels and human women were something called the giants. The Hebrew word is the Nephilim, the Nephilim, which means the fallen ones, the fallen ones. Okay, of course, these are fallen angels. All right, now what we end up is a hybrid creature, a hybrid, uh, part woman, part angel, all right, but wicked, wicked, okay? And these, they were powerful, powerful creatures, like I said, they're hybrids. And notice that, that, it, that it says, And the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was very great in the earth, and that every thought and intent of his heart was only evil continually, so that God repented that he even made man. And he decided that he was going to have Noah's flood come and destroy all flesh, because said all flesh had become corrupted. Why? Because they bred and crossbred with these fallen angels. And so uh, that bad seed spread to virtually all every human being, okay? But it says Noah found grace in the eyes of God. So it says the genealogy of Noah was perfect. He was perfect in his generations. Okay, let me rephrase that. In other words, his genetics, his DNA, his seed, was still perfect. It hadn't been corrupted, okay? This was the, the good DNA, the good seed in Noah, okay? So God, in order to preserve the good seed, um, the good DNA in a sense that hadn't yet been corrupted, uh, God uh, came up with this plan of the great flood and everybody else that wasn't in Noah's ark was destroyed. The whole, all flesh, all flesh, okay? So um, now let me just, as an aside, make a statement that God will judge the earth. 
basically, um, in order to cleanse the earth, uh, you'll, as you read throughout Scripture, you'll notice that God always cleanses first by water and then by fire. First by water and then by fire. Uh, this is also true for a human being, okay? Uh, John the Baptist came and said, I baptize you with water under repentance, but he who comes after me will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, okay? Uh, the baptism and the work of the Holy Spirit in us is designed to cleanse us, to clean us up from the corruption of this uh, fallen angel, okay, of the sin nature, uh, to, to separate us and redeem us to restore us back to the nature of the original Adam, okay? So uh, anyway, uh, it, at this time, God destroys all flesh with the flood, Noah's flood, in order to preserve the good seed in the ark, all right? The ark is a type of Christ. There are three different arks in the Bible, the ark of the covenant, the Noah's ark, and a little ark in which uh, Moses was placed and floated in the Nile River. Now, I don't don't have time right now to pursue that, explain all that. But um, so just sufficient to say that these creatures called the Nephilim, the giants. All right. Now, what happens is this. When a giant is killed, all right, uh, through the flood, uh, later on when uh, God's people went to, uh, uh, to take Canaan, remember the promised land, it was called Canaan land, and Joshua led the people in, and God gave a command to Joshua uh, to kill every last woman, child, animal, everybody in Canaan. Okay, and the scriptures, many of the scriptures say that there were giants in the land. Okay, same word, the fallen ones, the fallen ones. Okay, but now remember, these are corrupt individuals. These are corrupt unsavable, that's important to understand, because if, if these creatures, the fallen ones, the Nephilim, uh, or the giants, if they could be saved, God, in his mercy, you know, he, he would make a way, okay? But they're not. They've corrupted themselves. They are not, it's not possible to save them. So God said, therefore, told Joshua, kill them all, okay? Now, Again, there'll be more lessons to kind of explain this so we can understand that because that sure doesn't sound like a, you know, a good God. You know what I'm saying? You mean kill them all? Man, women, child, animals, on and on. But there was a reason, and that's to protect the rest of mankind from being corrupted, okay? Because the devil's plan is always to bring corruption and sin, which results in death, spiritual death of those that become sinners, okay? Uh, now, so uh, now what happens is this: the fallen angels, of course, being angels, they are inhabitants of uh, this uh, heavenly realm. Okay, uh, they occupy a place called the, the, the sort of the second heaven. Okay, God is in the third heaven. Then there is an atmospheric heaven above the earth. All right, uh, but these Nephilim were conceived in the earth, and uh, the, the Bible teaches and do other uh, ancient texts teach that when a Nephilim, a fallen hybrid, dies, uh, even though their body dies, the, their spirit that animates that body remains in the earth. And that spirit is a demon. It's a demon. So demons are 
spirits. They're spirit beings that are, uh, do not have a body. And they used to occupy a body in the Nephilim, but once the Nephilim died, such as in the flood, uh, now they're just hanging around on the earth down here. And since uh, a spirit cannot operate in the physical realm unless it gets into a physical body. All right. So the just like God cannot operate in the earth unless he operates through a person. So there's this little statement I want everybody to understand. God works through people whose hearts are yielded to him. And Satan works through people whose hearts are yielded to him. So whether we realize it or not, everybody in the whole earth is serving somebody. We may think, oh, I'm neutral, you know, or whatever, but uh, you are serving one or the other, okay? Uh, and most people have no idea that the God of this age, the prince of the power of the air, is actually the devil. The dominion that Adam and Eve were first given uh, by God, they lost that dominion, and they are no longer in charge of the earth. Uh, instead, the devil is, the devil, okay? When Jesus was tempted, one of the temptations in the wilderness after he was filled with the Holy Spirit was, the Bible says, in a moment of time, Satan, Lucifer, took Jesus to a high place and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory thereof. Now, here's what the devil says. The devil said, all this has been given unto me to do with as I wish. And if you bow down and worship me, I'll give it to you. Now, the devil understood that the reason Jesus came was to take back that which was lost, all right, to destroy the works of the devil. So the devil, in a sense, was offering him a shortcut. Now, you have to understand, uh, Adam and Eve fell for that sin. Ye shall be like God if you just eat of this tree of knowledge of good and evil. Well, everybody wants to be like God, okay? But, you know, when Eve was deceived and disobeyed God's command... Because God said, the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. But see, the devil is a liar. He's, a, um, you know, he's the father of lies, the Bible says. And so he comes along and, and uh, deceives Eve into eating of that fruit and gives it to Adam. And they both suddenly are naked and afraid. They're running from God because they lost their holiness. They no longer can stand in the presence of a holy God. So sin entered the whole human race. And now Adam and Eve, uh, every time they had kids, they beget sons and daughters after their likeness. Uh, in other words, uh, every human being born of Adam and Eve is a sinner. They had this sin nature, okay? Uh, they are no longer in the likeness of God. But see, uh, Jesus, who's called the last Adam, now, uh, I'm going to stop there just for a second, Everything in the Bible is first in the natural and then spiritual, okay? That's just the way everything is. First, there's a natural, physical earth, you know, uh, but God said the things that are seen are temporary and are going to flat pass away, okay? But the things that are unseen, that's spiritual, are eternal and will stand forever in the heavens. The first man, Adam, is a living soul. But the last man, Adam, is a life-giving spirit. First the natural, then the spiritual. Now, you know, this is an extremely important way to look at the scriptures because everything, I'm telling you everything in the Bible 
has two aspects, okay? First the natural, then the spiritual. You know, example, uh, you know, and there are thousands of examples, but let's say circumcision. In the Old Testament, you know, uh, God told Abraham, unless your seed is circumcised, uh, they're going to be cut off from this covenant that I'm making with you, okay? But in the New Testament, Jesus said, um, an Israelite is not one who's circumcised physically, but no, a true Israelite is one who's circumcised spiritually by the Holy Spirit. His heart is circumcised. Well, what is circumcision? Circumcision is a way to take away the flesh, which is the sin nature. Okay, so, uh, and that's just one example. There, like I said, there's literally hundreds, okay? But, so now we've got a situation where uh, it, Satan himself came down because he wanted to corrupt the seed. He wants to corrupt the seed uh, because this is a war. You could say the whole Bible is about a tale or a war between two seeds. It's a tale of two trees, the tree of death and the tree of life. Uh, the tree of death, that's the devil, okay? And the tree of life, that is Christ. That is Christ, all right? And every seed bears after its kind, all right? Good seeds bear good trees, I'm not sorry, good trees bear good seed, bad trees bear bad seed, okay? Now that, that's a quick lesson, but that, that's where demons come from. Now remember, a demon is a spiritual entity, and it really cannot operate in a physical realm except by getting inside of a physical body. So, guess what? Demons try their best to get inside of human beings, okay? Because then, you know, they can act out their true personality. And, and, and these demons have certain characteristics, just like a personality in a human being. There are demons of lust, demons of murder, demons of hate, demons of deception and lies. Uh, I mean, there's every kind of um, sinful nature or corruption that you can imagine, all right, uh, can be found in a demon, all right? And, and uh, because, like I said, demons are offspring of the devil. They are offspring of the devil, and that what they want to do is to corrupt the human race. And the easiest but, you know, the only way they can really do that, they first come to the outside of a person and they begin to tempt that person. Okay, now I have to remember, a person is born with the sin nature, all right? So if you've got a man uh, who, the, a demon of lust, begins to tempt that person to act on that temptation of lust, maybe to have, you know, sex outside of his marriage, I mean, you name it, you name it, to look at pornography, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, at first, uh, you know, the, the devil at first just tempts the person, okay? But once that individual, that man, begins to listen to that demon, then the demon uh, uh, begins to work its way into the man, all right? And, and, he begins on the outside, but as the man yields to the temptation, all right, that demon gets inside him, okay? Now, in the previous lessons, we talked about sin, transgression, and iniquity. Transgression, remember, is willful disobedience of God's known commands. And iniquity is a demonic stronghold inside a man because after repeated transgressions, 
rebellion against God, then that rebellious demon spirit can get inside a person in such a way that the man no longer controls the demon, but the demon controls the man. Okay? It may produce sexual addiction, repeated um, sexual sin. Uh, I mean, every manner of sin, okay? Uh, because that's the nature of a demon. They, they, they want to act out their personality, their lusts, their desires, but it has to be through a creature, a man or a woman, who yields uh, to them. And once that creature, the man or woman, has yielded to them uh, enough at some point that uh, they've opened the door in a sense and let the demon in. Now, I'm going to illustrate that with the first time, and, and that's called iniquity. Iniquity. It means bent or twisted. All right. And please go to the previous lessons where we talked about these uh, uh, sin, transgression, and iniquity, uh, especially the story of Cain and Abel, that God said to Cain, if you do what is right, will you not also uh, be accepted? But God said to Cain, but sin is crouching at your door. You must master it. In other words, that temptation of, of anger, of uh, murder, that's a demon. That's it. You know, he was on the outside of Cain, but when Cain acted on it and murdered his brother, then that demon came inside. And that's a curse. All curses are demons, every one of them, okay? Uh, a curse without cause shall not alight. There's always, always a reason. In, in some sense, you might say, uh, just like in the, in the earthly realm, there are laws and regulations. If you break a law, there's a certain penalty prescribed for that broken law. You know? and, and the penalty is going to have to do with the severity of the sin or the broken law. The same thing is true spiritually. Okay? Uh, obedience results in blessings. Disobedience results in cursing. So the whole Bible is teaching us um, how we can live a life of freedom. Jesus said, I am come to win back that which was lost. I am come to destroy the works of the devil. All right, To restore man to his original, uh, to the original Adam. Okay, When Adam walked in fellowship with God before sin entered the human race. So, uh, now, like I said, there's several more lessons on demons and deliverance. Uh, this is a very important topic. It was a very big part of Jesus' ministry in the earth. Uh, basically, Jesus' ministry was, says he went throughout Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every manner of sickness and disease among the people. And one big part of his healing of people was casting out demons, casting out demons, because these uh, outlaw spirits had found their way inside of a person, bringing some kind of a curse. You know, maybe it was infertility, couldn't have a baby. That, that's one of them, okay? Uh, you know, being a thief, being a liar, being whatever, diseases, um, you know, a curse is always a demon. Okay. Now, uh, I'm going to say a, a little quick blessing. Father God, I just ask you to bless these, your people, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, Father. May the Lord 
bless them and keep them. May the Lord make his face to shine upon them and be gracious unto him, unto them. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon and give you all peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.